James chapter 2, we'll read a few verses there. Uh, we sang some songs this morning about faith. We have spoke about Jesus, and James had a lot to say about faith here in the, uh, chapter 2. And we'll start reading in the 14th verse. So James chapter 2, verse 14. The Bible says, What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, and be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Yes, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, and thou dost well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with works, and by works was, made, was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham beloved God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Likewise, also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works? When she received the messengers and had sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the reading of your word. We thank you for that that you've blessed us with today, with the songs and your spirit that's present in this place. I pray now that you open our hearts, our minds, and our ears for the word. And Father, help us be receptive to that that you have in store, that we may apply it to our lives, take it outside these four walls into a lost and dying world, and teach those about Jesus, and our faith be seen by our works. I pray, Father, that you bless these under the sound of our voice. Lead, God and direct, and have your way this morning. May we give you honor, glory, and praise for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm not going to stand and preach to you this morning uh, that uh, faith alone or faith without works. I'm not going that deep into it, but I will say the Bible is infallible word of God. It says what it says. It means what it says, and it means nothing else. I pray that when I read the Bible that I understand it the way God wanted it understood when he had it written down. So I know that what James is saying here about faith and I know that you understand sometimes that we get wrapped up in what we have to do, what we feel like we have to do. When in all in all, when faith, what, God, what James is saying through the divine uh, uh, impression of God is that our faith will produce works. People will see our works and they will know where our faith resides. I'll ask you this question. Have any of you ever been on a diet that didn't work? It wasn't the diet's fault, was it? In most cases, I want to be on a diet where I can eat whatever I want to eat, drink whatever I want to drink, and lose as much weight as I want to lose. But that's not going to happen. Because if you go on a diet, I don't care which fad diet you're using, it'll work if you work the diet. You have to do certain things to make the diet work. 
So if we're not working that diet correctly, we won't lose weight like we want to lose weight. We won't become uh, physically fit like we want to become. I still read the scriptures and the Bible tells me that for bodily exercise profiteth little, so I kind of stay away from that. But we see here that James is telling us that we have to work our faith. Our faith will produce works. Just like that diet, if you don't burn more calories than you intake, you're still going to gain weight or not lose weight. So we, we might know when eat smarter, exercise, and just stick to it. And that's the same way with our faith. We have to use our faith smarter and we have to stick to it. Even when time gets tough, our faith must be worked. It sees there. There is no, no quick fix or fad for your faith. You can't be saved this morning and then automatically you have faith that, that you feel like you've exercised enough that you're in the right place because it takes time. It, it's work. It's a work in progress. It's a walk of faith, not a, a run of faith or a, a sprint of faith. It is a walk of faith and we learn as we go and we grow as we go. We find though that in these words that James is telling us a faith that works is a faith that works. He says here in verse 18, what does he say? He says, yeah, a man may say thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works and I will show thee my faith by my works. James was a champion of faith that works hard. And as Christians, I'm telling you, I'm just going to be real. We lazy. We're very lazy. I think about our community and I think about this street right out here out front and I ask myself, how many doors have I knocked on this street right here? How many people have I spoken to just on Carroll Slough? Go back over here to Macedonia Road or even across the 411 Divide. How many doors have I knocked in our neighborhood showing them our faith, showing them that we're here? So um, faith works hard. Faith isn't just what comes up here and cuts down four trees on a Saturday morning uh, or even what we said, build a wall. We, that's not our faith being produced. That's us being helpful and being mindful and good stewards of what God has for us. But faith steps out and goes out into a lost and dying world and shows them the works that God has put into our life. So James was a champion in a faith that works hard. And I thought about Paul as he wrote to the Ephesians in chapter 2. And he tells us that we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, not of works, lest any man should boast. But Paul is telling you, you are saved by faith, but you're created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And the, the community needs to see our good works. They need to see what our faith produces. We're not saved by those works and created in such a, that beautiful name of Jesus that they sang about. We are created by Christ to do good works. James is not very happy with just talking the talk. We have a lot of Christians in the world that talk the talk. I don't even like to refer to them as Christians, as you know. Uh, Christian is a, a word that's been hijacked by a group of people that want to feel like they're Christians. We need more disciples and less people calling them Christians. We need more disciples of Christ hitting the streets and showing their good works. James is not happy in verse 20. He said, but wilt thou know of a man that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son upon the altar? I don't understand that kind of faith, church. I don't understand the faith right now that God would tell me to take my son and offer him. 
I struggle at times, as you do, with that kind of faith. But Abraham was a man that packed up the pack mule and said, let's go, boy. Let's get moving. We got a task ahead of us. And it's just a beautiful scripture that, that, that the son, he says, but dad, I see the fire and I see the wood, but where's the sacrifice? And Abraham, the faiths that he had and the stepping out and the moving on that faith, he said, God will provide himself a sacrifice. And his name is Jesus. The most wonderful name I know. Jesus Christ. And we see that, that James is writing here about Abraham and how he had to step out on this faith. God said, go and do. Abraham had a choice. Abraham went and did. That's for us as well. If we say we have faith, but we don't move upon that faith, what good is our faith? What good are we showing others our faith is if we do not act upon that faith? It goes on to say that seeth how faith wrought with his works, and by his works was faith made perfect. By his works, by your works, by my works, faith is made perfect. Faith that works is faith that works. And not only is it faith that works, but when you have faith that works, it's going to be tested. How many faced the faith test this week? Maybe you can look back over your week and you can say, yeah, I did. I faced, I faced a good faith test and I, and I passed or I failed. But we can grow stronger. We can take to God. But a faith that works is a faith that will be tested. If you fall back one chapter in James chapter 1 and verse 2, he says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Count it all joy. How can we be happy, church, when we, James is saying, when you fall into diverse temptations, how can we be happy? And the thing about James and his writings, he tells you in the next verse how you can be happy and why you should be happy. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And patience have her perfect, uh, and knowing this trying your patience, I work its patience, but let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations because a faith that works is a faith that will be tested. You will be tested. You will be tested to your outermost limits. But God said that there's no temptation that is common to man. That with the temptation, he'll create a way of escape. And we've called that name of escape already more today than we may have all week long. And it's the name of Jesus. He is our escape. So he says, count it all joy. And I know that maybe you in your life and your walk and your talk and your work with Christians, some people when they're new Christians, they believe it's blissful and blessful. I got saved, everything's going to be all right now. Everything's going to be hunky-dory or a bed of roses. And here we go, we're smooth sailing now. I gave my life to Christ when it's so much the contrary. When I gave my life to Christ, I thought the same thing. Oh, this is it, I'm, I'm good now. I got nothing to worry about. When I gave my life to Christ, the real battle began. 
and my faith was tested and, and everything about me was tested. I was tested by God. I was tempted by, by the devil. All these things going on at once because my faith that works is a faith that's tested. Many new Christians today will arrive and they're ready for the best days of their life, the perception they get, but they quickly that changes because sometimes, church, when you become a Christian, there's more trouble. See, when Satan has you where he wants you, he don't have to fool with you much. When you start calling on the name of Jesus and showing your works, which the Bible tells us to do good works, let others see our good works and glorify God in heaven. And when we start showing those good works, Satan starts coming on board. He starts attacking that much harder. Him and his little, little devils, they come at you. They want you. They want to trip you up. They want to, they want to get you off balance so that the devil can pounce on you like a roaring lion. He can knock you down and beat you down and divert you, discourage you and divide us. So he wants to take that faith that you are producing through your works and he wants to shut it down. But God, I love that, but God, but God. But Jesus, but God, our tested faith gives us an opportunity to grow. Testing of your faith isn't just for uh, giggles. It isn't so God can say, see, they do it. They, they still can make it. It's not him up there shaking and clapping his hands and saying, watch what I can do here. It's making us grow. It's making our faith even stronger. As we read there in James chapter 1, that, that faith work is patience. And patience worked us perfectly that you may be perfect. So our faith is going to be tested. And Paul and James said, rejoice at trouble because it produces a faith that works. A faith that works. I could ask you today as we go through these, how many of you want a faith that works? And I, I bet everybody in here would raise their hand and say, that's me, Pastor. I want a faith that works. But how many of us want to work for our faith? That's when the shift begins. That's when we begin to take a step back. Whoa, wait a minute. That's not what I thought this was all about. You're telling me that I got to work? Oh, yes, I'm telling you, you got to work. And I'm telling you, if you get your heart right with God, get your faith in line with God, you'll find that it's a labor of love. And the test when they come, you're ready to let them work their patience. You're ready to let patience work and be perfect. You're ready to step to the next level of growth. Because a faith that works is a faith that works. A faith that works is a faith that will be tested. But remember this, the very one that we give our faith to was tempted in all points as we are. Yet, another one of my favorite scripture words, yet, yet without sin. He overcame. He overcame every temptation. You say, and I've said this before, Jesus was never tempted to, to rob an ATM. Yeah, you're right. You got me there. But Jesus was tempted in all points as we are with a different access to that sin. It might not have been the ATM. It might have just been the customs guy when he went into another country. Jesus was tempted in all points as we are. But his faith produced works. And those works produced patience. 
And the patience worked perfectly in a perfect sacrifice that we too might be might be perfect. James chapter 5. And I love the book of James. James chapter 5 verses 7 through 9 we read, uh, Be patient therefore brethren unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until receive the early and the latter rains. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Grudge not one against another brethren lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. So it took... Paul, who wrote much of the New Testament, it took him years to become the apostle that he was. He, he, he had a lot of study. He had a lot of work involved. He had to do a lot of work. I'm going to say this. Paul had to prove himself. Many cases, we're going to have to prove ourselves when we know, thinking about it, how many people know your past? How much proving you got to do? How much proven does God got to do? He's going to use us to prove it is what I should say. But all of us, those past that we have, people look at us and they say, no, 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 no. I know who you were. I thank God they knew who I were, not who I am. I want them to see who I am. And God can produce these works that can take that past and bring it to the future, then separate it east to west. But it takes patience. It takes time. Paul did not become the man of God he was overnight. We, Paul had to rethink his theology. Paul's theology was flawed. He thought he was working the works of God. He was not. Till Jesus came along. And he became a whole new man. But his faith, he began to produce those works. His theology was rethought. It took years before the disciples even that walked with Jesus. It took three years for him to train them up. To build that faith up in them. So let's be patient in these tests. Let's let patience have that perfect work. And we live in, right now, we live in a world of instant gratification. If you want something, you pick up your phone, you press a button, and there it is. And, and it's getting to the point where you can order something, and within an hour, it be delivered at your door. So we are living in a world of instant gratification but faith needs time to grow. Faith needs time to produce those good works. It's difficult. It's so difficult when we're letting our faith work. But I begin to think about precious metals. And the, the Bible has, has spoken on those about how they would purify those with the fire, right? The fire would, would burn out all the impurities and then you would have a real precious pure metal. And I thought about steel and how you put steel into the fire and depending on how fast you pull it back or how slow you pull it back is how strong or flexible the steel is. And I thought about how God puts us in these places. Count it all joy when, when, you, when you fall into diverse temptations because God's putting you to the heat and he's going to pull you back at the right place at the right time so that you'll be just right. You'll be just as strong as you need to be, just as flexible as you need to be to work these good works of faith that others may see. It's worth the effort if you'll just let God have that perfect, perfect work. James 1 and 24 says, For, behold, for he beholdeth himself, 
And he goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. When we begin to let faith work, and we really see that it's worth that effort, we will begin to see that, you know what? I'm not a Super Bowl MVP. That's not me. I ne- Just in case you guys are wondering, I will never be a Super Bowl MVP. Never. And neither will you. But I'm far more valuable than a Super Bowl MVP. What God has for me to do, what God has for you to do, He will see you through. He will take you through the fire. He will make you strong. He will make you bend. He will make you do the things that you need to do to produce the works that must be produced. And the end result of that is worth the struggle. It is worth the struggle because faith that works is faith that works. It's faith that will be tested. It's faith that's worth the effort because it will actively develop you into a man or a woman that you should be. Growth begins when we move past being passive and into being active. I can sit right here on this pew and I'm telling you the only thing I'm going to grow is out. If I sit at my house and eat the things that I want to eat and drink the things that I want to drink and not do the exercise that I should be doing, I'm not going to grow. My faith will not grow if we just sit on it. If I'm just sitting there with my faith, it won't grow. I must be active. A faith that works will get to work. Faith Baptist Church, it's time. It's time we get to work. We've seen what God can do in our congregation. We've seen what God can do with bringing youth into this place. We've seen what God can do. He expects us to get to work. And I'm asking you to get to work. I'm asking you to do your part. A faith that works is a faith that works. Will you bow? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your many blessings. Thank you for the faith that you've given us. The measure that you've you've put within us, dear Heavenly Father, we pray now that you would just help us to be strong and of good courage or to take that measure of faith that you've given us and to work it into what you would have it to be. Father, to let you grow it in our lives that we may be the disciples that you've called us to be, that we may see our community brought to Christ. And Father, that we may, we may know that our families, that they are saved. And Father, that our neighbors know you in the free pardon of sin. I pray to Heavenly Father that you would use this time that we're getting ready to sing a couple of verses to touch hearts to bring them to Jesus Christ. Father, we love you and we praise you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen.